and welcome to another episode of 360 Degrees, part of the Urban Breakdown Network. Uh, it is February 5th, and uh, yeah, we're still trying to get it together as far as being back on a consistent basis, but hey, we got 10 more months to go. We'll get it together. <laughs> Odie, hey, it how, are you? how you start, it's how you finish. Basically. Odie, how are you feeling today? Much better. Thank you for asking. How you doing? I'm I'm hanging in there. I have I don't know if I mentioned it in the last show, but I got a um the doctors didn't like my blood work, so I gotta do more blood work uh next month. And then I have a colonoscopy coming up in April. It's my first one. So they gave me all these instructions and I'm just like, yeah, this is gonna be brutal, but it's gotta be done. I mean, I'm I'm long overdue for a colonoscopy. And I know a lot of people who were affected you know, personally, who were affected deeply, either they died or they had to have major surgery and have life-changing things happen to them. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, if we can catch it early, let's catch it early. So I will take the inconvenience. I'll let them put me out. I'll let them shove cameras in me, just make sure I don't have to go through all that, you know? So, but, you know, I I, I definitely suggest, you know, if you're over, I, I want to say over the age of 45, you should definitely have one done. So, yeah. but other than that, you know, just normal old man stuff. I'm trying to learn how to cook. And I saw, um, I saw, good luck on the crock pot recipes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I made, um, I made salsa chicken yesterday. Came out really good. That's I also good. tried, I also tried to make a vegetable omelet. It did not work out well at all. And normally I get the omelet part right, but for some reason it burned. And I took a picture of it. I didn't post it on Facebook. It just looked it just looked like someone stepped on the omelet. Like it was just, you know, it was like, okay, I'll try again at a later date. Gotcha. But, but Odie, uh, we got a lot to talk about. So what you got for us today? So it kind of works out that we are on, you know, recording here on a Monday. Is the day after the Grammys. Now, I did not watch the Grammys. Um, I figured social media would catch me up on who did what um, and what happened, what went down. Uh, a lot of people, you know what's funny? I'm going to start with the with the Mike, Killer Mike story. Um, a lot of people, people are so fucking weird. Like, I... All of a sudden on my timeline, I'm seeing a lot of people say things like people laughed at me when I said that the Killer Mike project was Grammy worthy or was really good. And I just remember thinking, what the fuck, you liar? Like everybody loved that project when it came out. I didn't hear one negative thing about that project. And I'm just like, I call cap. I don't know why people feel this need to say I told you so. But people seem to have this need to say, I told you so. And um, that seems to be where the internet is right now. Um, so congratulations. Bottom line is congratulations to Killer Mike for winning his three Grammys um, last night. I think he won for like best rap performance. I don't understand the difference in the titles. I don't like, I don't know. To me, like when I hear a rap performance, I'm thinking like, that would be like more visual stuff involved, but I don't think so. I'm pretty sure scientists and engineers did not have a video. 
Um, so he got it. It, it kind of had it did, but it wasn't like a, an actual video. It was one of those more like those uh, visualization videos or something like that. Like with the lyrics or something up there. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Um, but what what does the Grammys use as criteria? Like, what's the difference between best performance and best rap song, which he did win? Um, uh, that I'm not sure. yeah. And then, of course, he won Rap Album of the Year, which we all know is like the collective body of work. Um, and he was up against like Drake and 21 Savage in some of these categories. So, um, Let me see, actually. I think I sent it to you. And of course, you were the first person I thought of when I saw that he won the Grammy and I sent it to you on Instagram. <laughs> um, but let's see who he was up against. Okay. So for best rap performance, he was up against Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar, a song called The Hillbillies. I probably know that song, but I don't know it off the top of my head. Black Thoughts Love Letter. I listened to that last night. Not for me. Um, there's no instrumental. There's no hook. There's there's Well, no nothing. It's just black thought doing which is poetry. which, yeah, it, it's why Yeah, I, I was surprised it got nominated for a Grammy. I'm And surprised. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised I'm, too. I'm a huge Roots fan, especially Black Thought. And hell, I mean, I know it didn't count because it was a freestyle. But hell, I would have thought that the freestyle he did on Funk Flex a few years back should have been nominated. But it is what it is, you know. Hey, hey he got to he got to go to L.A. and go to the Grammys, so that was awesome. Yeah, why not? Um, Coyla Ray, Players, Drake and 21 Savage, Rich Flex. Uh, best, I'm going to do best rap song last, but uh, best rap album, he was up against Drake and 21 for that album called Her Loss. Uh, Metro Boomin, Heroes and Villains, Nas King's Disease 3. And I'm sure nobody would have been mad if Nas had happened to beat him out, but Uh, Killer Mike was, I th I would give him the slight edge over King of the History. Um, and Travis Scott Utopia. I don't think I know anything from that project. Not off the top of my head anyway. Now here's where some drama into my next story kind of bleeds into. Um, so Best Rap Song, he was up against Doja Cat for Attention. I don't think I know that one. Um, Lil Uzi Vert, Just Wanna Rock, Drake and I can't believe that was nominated for a Grammy. I mean, that, I love the song, but no. Um, Drake and 21, Rich Flex, and Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice featuring Aqua Barbie World, which was a huge movie. And when you think about like Oscars, even, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like Oscars and Grammys are. about equally white as far as like their their nominees and who they pick to win as far as like who the academies pick to win um so the grammys had tweeted that Nicki minaj they, they said congratulations Nicki minaj for winning that category and um for best rap song and the barbie movie was commercially successful so i I don't think it deserved to beat out Killer Mike, but I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised 
as far as like, you know, it, it would be on par for the Grammys is all I'm saying. Um, but uh, they mistakenly tweeted that out and the Barb's were upset. They were definitely upset. They were like, this is why Nikki don't fuck with y'all. Y'all be playing in her face. Um, Fuck the barbs. We'll talk about that later. yeah, they're they're definitely a pressed bunch, but um yeah, this is this is the ire of their wrath this week is is the Grammys um on behalf of Nikki. So I I don't know that what Nikki has said historically is valid, but I do feel like that was a little intentional. I don't know why. Like why they would try to piss her off or what the goal would be behind that, but it it's it feels icky to me. It does feel a little icky to me. Um, because it's like, where the fuck did you get that from? Like, who told you that? It, it, I don't know, it's just weird to me. Um But that was a little bit of drama. Um, and while we're on the topic of Nicki Minaj, I swear. Beyonce will never work with her again, and I'm about to tell you why in a minute. Um, did you have before before I switched over though and pivoted a little bit? Uh, did did you have anything else to shout out Killer Mike about? Oh, I will say too, like after all of this happened too, uh, Killer Mike was seen in handcuffs regarding an altercation that took place. Now this is LAPD. Well, That LAPD arrested him. is, is basically just like a gang with a pension. Exactly. Like they just they just do what they want. And they didn't really say if it's something that happened at the spot, something that happened before. We don't know. No, um, they did say that. Where was that story? Uh, said the physical altercation occurred at the 700 block of Chick Hearn Court. Okay. Where was the, where was the Grammys? Hold on. Where was 2024 Grammys held? I think it was called, I think it's called, LA, uh, like, what's the name of the fucking arena, though? Yeah, I, okay, crypto.com, right? So, Let's look up crypto crypto.com arena and see how far it is from where they say this crime took place. <laughs> because bitch, if if you're telling me that you have like it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. I just feel like this dude won A Grammy for science, you know, a song called Scientists and Engineers. You know, it's like, it's just giving me the Rodney King vibes. Like, y'all, y'all don't want to see a successful black man, a man that's like spreading positivity. Yeah, especially You know? with the with, with the LAPD is concerned, you know they're just they're just they're just trash. I don't really, I don't really fuck care. I mean they're they're just they're just garbage human beings, and they always have been for as long as I can remember. So, un I mean, like I said, and then and then they lie all the time. Yeah.
Exactly. So when I initially heard this, I actually thought that um, it might have to do with guns because I feel like I've heard Killer Mike promote responsible gun ownership in the past. So I, I was like, maybe he brought his guns and like, you know, because I know LA, New York City, like they're not on that type of time. They don't allow um, concealed weapons and stuff. So I, I thought it might be a technicality like that, but To hear that there was an altercation, and it turns out this place is a minute away, so it was close by. <laughs> Uh um, but a number of people could have been involved in that. So I still, I'm still giving Killer Mike the benefit of the doubt. Normally, when I see people say things like, um, you know, free so and so, I'm like, fuck that. That person deserves to be in jail. But Killer Mike is somebody. I mean, he's he's 48 years old. He's a father. He's old enough to be a granddad. depending on how old his kids are. Yeah. This man is not out here like moving like that. Like I I would say free killer Mike without any context, honestly. Free killer Mike. He's he's out on he was out on bail and he I mean he had no bail set. So he's out um and I'm sure back in Atlanta at this point. But yeah, free killer Mike. Leave that leave that man alone. It just seemed like a really shitty way to shit to shit on his night, you know. Basically, Uh, I don't, I mean, I, I don't believe that he was involved in no bullshit. I really don't. I mean, the cops solve the crimes that they want to that they want to solve. They don't give a fuck. I mean, it took them what thirty years to solve Tupac's murder only because a dude got on Instagram and outed himself. So it's like they don't really give a fuck. Like they don't care. No. You know, they they just, they just want to ruin his night. But guess what? He still got his Grammy. So fuck you, cops. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So, yeah. Shout out to Killer Mike. And congrats on his Grammys. Yeah, Um, and that out that album really. I mean, I didn't really listen to most of those other albums that were up for it, but I listened. I listened to that uh, uh, to Michael, and uh, yeah, it, it definitely deserved its Grammy for sure. Especially, oh, did you see Drake crying like a baby? Seeing he didn't get no Grammys. He cried like a little kid who didn't get any Graham crackers. Oh, well, It's he does like, that all the time. He does that all the time, so whatever. like Drake is out here setting light skinned dudes back 50 years with his nonsense. I'm just like, dude, you have, like, you got grannies. You know what I mean? But then again, when you think about it, hold on a moment here. Bear with me just a moment. Because I, I got my, uh, hold on here. Oh, man, screw this. I'm I don't on think he's actually, I don't, Here it is. Let me let me try this again. I just see him nominated, but let me see. He got nominated for a couple of things uh, for that uh, her loss album, whatever it was. Yeah, but I'm talking about like historically, like, I don't think he's won anything. I'm punching into Copilot now. They're probably not going to answer my question. I think I hit my limit for the day. Yeah, that's probably why Drake's mad because he has. He has uh, four Grammys, if this is right. Oh, he has five. It says five here from Boris from Billboard. But um, five Grammys, but some, if this is right, he has 51 nominations. So 51 Mm. nominations and, and five Grammys. Metrics ain't metrican. Put it like this. Eminem has 15 Grammys, 44 nominations. Beyonce has 28 solo. I, I imagine these are solo because when I looked at the Yeah, earlier, this is not even including Destiny's Child. Yeah. So she has 28, not including um, 
She has and then 32. She has 32. Um, 32. And then out of 88. She's nominated 88 times. Yeah. Taylor Swift, 25 Grammys out of 52 nominations. So she's almost, she's almost running like 50%. Stevie Wonder has 25 Grammys. I don't know how many nominations he had. And then Michael Jackson has 13 Grammys out of 38 nominations. Eight of them he won in one night, which I think is a record only matched by Santana with the Supernatural album. So hmm. that's, uh, so Drake only having five Grammys. But here's the thing, though. Is Drake's music, I mean, let's put it like this. And and I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to step on your toes here. So I, I think I know what you're going to talk about next. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you continue. Okay. So uh, <laughs> she is nominated and tied. Beyonce is tied with her husband and her husband advocated for her last night. Um, Because, okay. So like, I always talk about this with my husband. I'm like, Beyonce is gunning for album of the year. I think she will retire once she gets album of the year. And as a fellow Virgo, I can relate to that. Like, it's not, because one of the things that she said during her, um, like, Renaissance documentary, like, behind the scenes or whatever, she she basically talked about, like, when you're over 40, you really just don't give a fuck. Like, you're doing shit for you and your own, like, satisfaction, your own fulfillment. Like, you're setting goals for yourself. But as a fellow Virgo, like, I think that's how a lot of us have always moved. It's like, fuck your idea of perfection. This is my standard of perfection. And if it's not my, if it doesn't meet my standards, then I know it's not right. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's just a thing. Like, it doesn't matter what field you're in. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. Whatever you do, you're going to try to do your, your best. You are going to do your best. And like, try to level up and be the Beyonce, be the Michael Jackson of whatever the fuck your field is. And so I know that she has these standards. I can, I can relate to that. And um, I'm just like, that's what's pissing. I know at home, I'm pretty sure she's talked to Jay-Z about this and has like been like, can you believe these motherfuckers didn't give me album of the year again? Cause she didn't get it for Renaissance last year. Um, and it's just like, it's just like she feels slighted every time they do that. And, you know, they also try to pit Taylor Swift, who's like the sweetheart of America. Don't get me started on the, like the whole Chiefs thing, because I, I called bullshit from the beginning. I'm like, this whole Travis Kelsey thing. I see what they're trying to do here. Like, I remember we, I remember we, we were talking about that. How, I, I, see I mean, what they're trying to do here, like. Yeah, I was like, my husband was like, well, what does Taylor Swift have the benefit? I'm like, because it makes her more relatable, like more likable. You see her enjoying the game. She's like known as this ice princess. And, you know, and then now to the Academy, she's so popular. It's a popularity contest. The Academy gave her album of the year. You see how that happened. So it's just like the metrics ain't metric. And like, I feel like they're going to try to do things to keep Beyonce in her place or like maybe she's too black and they, they know that that's what she wants. They they know that she wants the album of the year. 
Them well, and actually, I misspoke earlier. The thirty-two awards does include Destiny's Child. So I guess the one that you saw, which was twenty-eight, mm -hmm. included. It was just her, her body of work. But I mean, um, but yeah, like they trying to humble her or keep her in her place. You know, like Hollywood don't like black people. And the Rock Nation brunch was also canceled this year. I feel like in part because of how, um, how vocal they. Well, how vocal Jay-Z has been and rappers in general have been about the Grammys. Um, we do this dance every year where it's like the weekend will come out and say, I'm not going to the Grammys ever again. Drake will come out and say, I'm not going to the Grammys ever again. And these Drake are don't, Drake don't count. <laughs> okay, full disclosure, I, I despise Drake. So anything, anything negative I say about Drake, please take it with a grain of salt. I will give it to that to that young money crew though. None of them show up, so like they all on the same page. They're all on one accord. Um, and Beyonce only makes appearances as needed. Uh, so in in this case, she was at the Grammys. Blue was there. Um, and Jay Z. The only reason he had a platform to speak is because he was accepting the Global Impact Award, which is apparently like a new award. Uh. It was last year, it was presented last year to Dr. Dre as the inaugural award because of the 50 years of hip-hop. Okay. Um, I still don't understand. I don't know. Like, mm, I just feel like out of all the people, out of all the rappers or producers that you could have given this to, like, this was probably the most problematic one. Like LL Cool J, LL Cool J introduced Dr. Dre when he accepted this award. Uh -huh. Um, but LL Cool J, I feel like why couldn't it just be called the LL Cool J Award? Because like when I think of when I think of him, I think of him as a rapper, an actor, a husband, a father. Like I think of him as being, I ain't never heard nobody say that he beat or raped somebody. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, L had some issues, but they were a minor. I mean, I you know what's funny? L Cool J talked. This is an old article. It's from back in the in the nineties when he was talking about cats used to laugh at him because at one point he was leasing like a Honda Accord. A Honda Accord, yeah. Everybody knows that story. Yep. And 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 now now he can, you know now he's he's you know he was responsible with his money. Like I just think he's unproblematic. The lover. That's it. Um, or even like, honestly, they could have just another good safe way to go would have been to name it after a deceased rapper, um, an unproblematic deceased rapper. So that way we don't have to worry about them letting us down in death. <laughs> you know, because people's people's general perception is like, well, if they're not here to defend themselves and we can't put any truth to these claims, like it might be true. Might not be, but like if R. Kelly had died twenty years ago, then you know, it might have been more R. people. Might have been there. There probably would have been no surviving R. Kelly. That's all I'm saying. Anywho, uh, uh, but, but before we move on, I will say one thing. I had to look up something. I will say one thing. This whole AI thing, I'm starting to like it because I could just ask a question. It'll do all the research for me. I don't have to dig through like fifty websites. But I asked um, Copilot, hey, 
which uh who did Beyonce lose album of the year to for her Grammys? Now I will say this, okay? Two of them, there was no way Beyonce was gonna win. Because one of them was against Taylor Swift when she had um Fearless. That was her top selling album of all time, right? She sold that was like a diamond album in, in the US. You know, there was no way Beyonce was breaking through that. And then the other one was Adele's 25. Mm. No, one of the top selling albums of all time. Mm. No way she was breaking through that. Okay. Here's the two where she should have won it. The last one, when she went up against Harry Styles, she should have definitely beat out Harry Styles for the album of the year. And then also she lost album as an as a insult to Beck. That overstuffed, pompous, jackass piece of shit Beck. And she lost album of the year to that guy. He's made what two good songs in 30 years and everybody's and you and he's gonna win album of the year over Beyonce. Get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? So yeah, she should have. I mean, Taylor Swift just won her fourth album of the year award. And Beyonce doesn't have any. And Beyonce may like Beyonce is uh, I mean, I don't really listen to Beyonce like that. But from all the, the, you know, from what people tell me, Beyonce has like a Def Leppard view of making records, which is why can't every song be a be a hit single? Mm. So from what I and then you could you could tell me better than me, but there there doesn't really seem to be a lot of filler in these records, you know. And then even so, I guess like like what was it, Lemonade? Mm -hmm. it tells a story and you know it's yeah. just it's she kind of like with, with albums you know it's just like nobody was doing like she was doing the surprise visual albums like niggas was signing up for HBO without even knowing what it was going to be it was just like oh it's Beyonce right and like me and a girlfriend watch you know like we just chilled out and watched it you know it's just like that's what she does. She puts butts in seats. Um, but I want to flash back real quick to uh <laughs> to a clip and see if you hear similarities here. Okay. Um, I hope it hope it plays because I don't know. I didn't vet this video first, so we're gonna see. How it how it does. This was damn, I can't remember what year this was. Like all the time is running together. But we about to see. Hi, I'm Amanda from Greenville, North Carolina. I love Lidl That's because hilarious. of the bakery. It's the best female video goes to Taylor Swift. It was 2009, actually. 2009. So, 15 years ago. Now, what am I listening for here? We're gonna we're gonna get to it. We're creeping up on it right oh. now. Uh, this is Taylor Swift accepting her VMA. Thank you. 
this is the infamous incident. Maybe one, one of these someday, but I never actually thought it would happen. Uh, I sing country music, so thank you so much for giving me a chance to win a VMA award. I... I'm really happy for you. I'll let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. <laughs> Beyonce looks mortified. Yeah. Oh, now, what we do see, and he walks off the stage, he was definitely going off that handy. Him and Amber Rose was definitely, like, drinking. He was drunk as fuck. Um, but fast forward 15 years later, this is Jay-Z's Global Impact Award acceptance speech. So, With his daughter next Andre, to him. He was growing up beautifully, by the way. Andre Young, thank you, sir. All the doors that you opened, you know, showed us that we can be... Um, Rock stars, seeing you on the Rolling Stone. Obviously, there's Run DMC with the Leathers and the Aerosmith. But when you came out west, you took it to a whole new level. Put us on covers, Rolling Stone. Put us around the world. You and Snoop, all that y'all did, all the records y'all, you guys are doing out here. I'm fast forward to some of this. Uh, it's uh, it's great to have a an award um, for such an icon. How far we've come with uh Will Smith and them, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Yeah. But then, 98, I took a page out of it, I boycotted it, and I watched the Grammys. I'm just saying, we just, we want y'all to get it right. We love y'all, we love y'all, we love y'all, we want y'all to get it right, at least get it close to right. And obviously it's subjective, y'all don't gotta clap at everything. Obviously it's, obviously it's subjective because, you know, it's music, and it's opinion-based, but, you know, some things... You know, I don't want to embarrass this young lady, but she has more Grammys than everyone and never won album in a year. So even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. Think about that. The most Grammys never won album of the year. That doesn't work. You know, some of you, some of you going to go home tonight and feel like you've been robbed. <laughs> you make it robbed. So... Obviously, he's talking about his wife. Jay-Z's talking about his wife. Like, she's the most winningest person in the world, in this room and never won Grammy of the Year, which goes back to what I've always believed about Beyonce, which is this bitch wants Grammy of the Year. Like, if, if she can't, I mean, or excuse me, Album of the Year. It wants uh -huh. Grammy for Album of the Year. She doesn't get that, then she's not going to sit down. She's just going to keep working until she gets it as a matter of personal achievement. I think... And for her, that's probably a compromise because I'm also like 95% sure that her goal was to get an EGOT, was to be an EGOT recipient. Um, she's obviously got the Grammys, but I don't think she's counting all the other Grammys until she gets album of the year. Um, she, I, I love my good sis, but she cannot act. So... <laughs> Emmys and Oscars will be very difficult, but she can contribute music-wise. Like, there's always music categories with those. So oh, she can always that. contribute to the music. I know we talked about that before because she she swore she was going to get that Oscar for uh, for Dreamgirls and Jennifer yeah, Hudson. Yeah, Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson came and blew everybody out the water. Like, she was she stole the show. Yeah. She stole Jennifer. the show. And, that's, and that's, that's okay. Like, Jennifer Hudson deserves that. Like, yeah, she she really did, sh like she shone like really really well in that movie. Um, 
And so, yeah, and then the Tony, again, music-wise, um, her sister is, like, a little bit more into that, like, artsy stuff. So I could see her sister being um, in something Broadway-related and then bringing Beyonce on. So, but I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it would have to be in, in those three categories, the Oscar, the Tony, the Oscar and the Tony, and the... Um, What's the other one? Emmys. Like she would have to contribute music. And that's still fine. Like she can she can do that. And it, it won't even like require her to work like super, super hard. Um, like it's not like she'll have to be on stage performing or anything like that. She can contribute visuals, looks, costumes, even. Like they might use some, you know, some somebody somewhere might have Beyonce's costumes or something. I don't know. But There's more than one way to skin a cat. Um, but that that Oscar, that album of the year has really eluded her. And I feel like Jay-Z said the same thing that Kanye said, just he just wasn't gone off fantasy. Right. <laughs> That's it. Like he said, it was a lot more tact. He's obviously sober. He's next to his daughter. He's choosing his words carefully, but advocating for his wife because... She's not allowed to say that. And and here, here's the thing. You have somebody on the level of Beyonce. And, and, and this is coming from me, who's not a Beyonce fan. Like, I don't listen to her music. But I know that she puts out a certain quality of music. Like, someone like Drake, like, yeah. his music isn't really, it doesn't have that same level of quality of someone it like. It hasn't grown. Like, he literally yeah. talks about strippers he used to date, the stripper who got married, um, became a wife, and he should have been the one to marry her. Like, that's pretty much the storyline. Like, he doesn't deviate from that formula. And, um, again, one of the things that Beyonce said is, like, this works for me because you have to reinvent yourself. And she has literally reinvented herself time after time after time. She had a New Orleans theme, Like, I feel like uh, Lemonade was for, it was for, like, New Orleans folks, you know, people that are, like, in that panhandle area, New Orleans, Texas. It was it was for the niggas. And it was for women, obviously, because it was about cheating. Um, that was her target demographic. And then Renaissance was for the gays. And Single Ladies, that project, Uh, the I Am Sasha Fierce project. Um, that was actually like a really good segue into like her becoming more of like the nigga Beyonce that we know and love. <laughs> like, because like the the I Am side was like very soft and poppy. Um, and you remember that skit on SNL that they had where it was like Beyonce is black and everybody was surprised. <laughs> it's like they only listened to I Am but they didn't listen to Sasha Fierce because Sasha Fierce had like video phone and it sounded a little bit more bass heavy so it was like you know it was for the niggas like that's who it was for um, before she just completely blacked it up for us so um I wish I wish that for my good sis just because I know she's a Virgo and I know she wants that. I feel like she's always deserved it. And 
I just don't know. If Renaissance didn't get it, then it's like, <laughs> what what will? Yeah, basically. Like, what could she possibly do to get it? And and it, and it's not something where it's like, okay, you're just going to do it because, you know, her name is Beyonce. It's going to be because she puts out quality stuff. And the fact that they have, I mean, like I said, against, it's just bad luck going up against Adele and Taylor Swift on their best albums. Yeah. But Beck but and Harry Styles. And was like, oh my God, I love Beyonce. <laughs> Especially Beck. I'm like, yeah, the, they just did that shit on purpose just to fuck with her. The whole thing with Beck. I was just like, I'm like, you guys are out of your fucking minds. You're going to put Beck over Beyonce. So, but we'll, we'll see what happens. We will definitely see what happens. But it, it's, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was funny, like Drake crying over it. It just, it just put, I'm 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 such a hater. Just put a smile on my face to see Drake. Like, you, you know this shit don't be nothing. You know what it reminds me of? Of of I mean, I I don't want to say that because that's that's a whole that's on a whole different level. When Will was saying about you know how he don't need his dad, and then he's like, why don't he want me? You know, that's kind of like with Drake and the Grammys. He's like, I don't need you Grammys, and he's like, why don't the Grammys love me? Pretty much. So I don't know. Um. And then the last thing of note that happened <clears throat> was, uh, I don't know. Okay. So like, if you could pick your ideal Tina Turner tribute, because we did lose uh, Tina Turner in 2023. Um, if you could pick your ideal Tina Turner tribute, who would you pick to perform some of her some of her hits, like a little medley of her hits. That would be a tough one for one reason. Because, and I know they, they talked about this on, um, somebody had an article about it. And they were saying that, um, like, women in R&B nowadays can sing. But, but they, they but but not really, and it's because and and his thing was because they don't do um they don't teach like select chorale and they don't teach singing in school anymore like they used to when we were kids, you know. And 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 I remember even in elementary school we had chorus, we had all that stuff in elementary school, you know. I don't remember it so much in high school. Well, we did have in high school, you know, they had band and yeah, stuff. We had like a choir. That. We had we definitely had a choir. And like when I was in high school, if you were in the choir. What they would do is like on Valentine's Day, uh -huh. they would have their like fundraiser and you can you can buy a flower and basically send your Valentine a song. And that's how they would raise money. So they would come like to your class or whatever, whatever, depending on your schedule, they would come to your class and sing you a song. And my uh, best friend in high school, she was in the choir and she knew I was obsessed with Ray Allen. So that's who my Valentine was from, Ray Allen. But I, I I really don't know who I would get if I had to if I had to pick someone like I'm trying to pick like two or three people. Jill Scott would probably be one. I don't know. I don't know if she can match that range, but Jill Scott would probably be one. I don't know about Mary. As far as like mm -hmm. a, a, you know doing like Tina Turner stuff, it might be. I mean, Mary can sing, but that might be that might be off. So definitely Jill Scott, and um. 
I don't really know who else. I don't think I've heard enough Jasmine Sullivan songs to say Jasmine Sullivan. So only person but she I, I has really... a great fucking voice. Yeah, she has a great voice, and she has good pitch and range. So that's a, that's actually a really good pick, I think. And like I said, I, I've only heard a few Jasmine Sullivan songs, so I don't, you know, I mean, I have like four Joe Scott albums, so I, I so I could definitely say Joe Scott for sure. But you know. But Tina is is a is a an uncommon talent, so it's hard to. It's like trying to get somebody to do like a, a Gladys Knight yeah. tribute, That's you true. know. Well, the Grammys thought it was a good idea to pick Molly Cyrus. Surprisingly, she did very well. Molly Cyrus does have a good voice. Um, it's just crazy because like she 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 subjected her career to the gimmicks, like. I wish she wouldn't have done that. So we could have yeah. focused more on her voice. Um, one one white woman that was in the building last night uh, at the Grammys that Black people love for being unapologetically herself was Celine Dion. Like, of course, she got a standing um, ovation when she entered. You know, she's been allegedly battling some health issues oh. behind the scenes, but she came and presented Album of the Year. Okay. And that's how they closed the show. Um but it's funny because like all the Caribbean people were just like, don't you ever disrespect um, Celine Dion? Like they claim her as one of as one of their own. Apparently, she's very popular in Caribbean households, and I feel like Miley Cyrus could have easily been on that same trajectory because she does have a good voice. It's just that she, I guess, maybe because she was so young, like maybe she was trying to find herself because you know she had that like Justin Timberlake black fishing experience where she was working with like Mike Will made it and doing like non-poppy songs um but then of course she has her pop songs that black people do like um so it's just like yeah the climb and uh what's that other song where she references Jay-Z like it's about going to Hollywood so I put my hands on playing my song and the butterflies fly away. Yeah. Party in the USA. That's the name of the song. Okay. Um, so yeah, like people I like that people, song. Yeah, people fuck with her, but she just needs to find you her know, lane and kind of stay there. You know what it kind of reminded me of a little bit, and tell me if I'm wrong, Christina Aguilera. Like, like her first couple albums, like she can I mean, she can, I don't know if she's like could do a Tina Turner tribute, but I would have if they, if they told yeah, me, okay. oh, we, I we got Christina Aguilera, yeah. I would have been like, oh, okay, let's see what yeah, she I can do. I, I would have dismissed it outright like I would have with Miley Cyrus. Right, right, right. Uh, so here's here's a little clip, though, of Miley doing her thing. Oh, it's, it's coming in fuzzy. That must not be. Okay, hold on. Yeah, that was flowers. So no, we do not need to do hear that. Uh, she did proud Mary. Yeah, I heard her singing. Um, proud Mary. I don't know where that clip is now. Oh, but um, but yeah. 
Yeah, when I I just I just went like that because I was just like, oh, Proud Mary, oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I don't know if she. Could, I mean, we'll we'll see. I'll have to look it up. See now, how she did, um, but. of course, Fant Fantasia was there. She she. Uh... Now Fantasia should have did Proud Mary. Well, let me see. No, Fan okay, so I'm misspoke. Fantasia did it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, if she you're did Proud Mary. I don't know what don't song Molly did, but I know that. Molly Cyrus was a part of that tribute, and her voice sounded good. It sounded perfectly fine. To speak to all of us, and tonight, to honor Tina Turner, her memory with her own empowering voice, joined by Adam Blackstone, this is Fantasia Barino! <laughs> Fantasia Burino. Fantasia, she sounded like herself. That's what I do like about that. I feel mm -hmm. like when you when you do a tribute to an artist, like it doesn't need to sound, you don't need to make it sound just like them. It needs to be like you doing the best karaoke version of the song. If that makes sense. Like it just needs to sound like you. Beyonce did have like a little medley. Um, after Tina Turner passed, she did a a tribute. What song did she sing? River Deep Mountain High. Okay. She didn't pick Proud Mary. She didn't pick like something super popular. But if you're a Tina Turner fan, you definitely know the song. But of course, if you've ever watched the um the biopic with um Angela Bassett, then yes. you know. Then you know you know that song because she definitely recorded that song, um, in the movie. So yeah, that's that's my recap on the Grammys. And and before we move on, I think I know why I had to look up Celine Dion's discography. I remember I was working at the record store when Celine Dion came out with "Falling Into You," and that album was huge. And matter of fact, it sold, uh. 32 million copies worldwide. It was a it was 12 times platinum in the US. And um what was on that? I don't know if that's the one that had uh hold on, let me pull this. Because I'm your lady. And you that's the one that, that I'm trying to find a song listing. It here. had because you love me. I know that song. And, and it's funny because she did River Deep Mountain High on that album. Wow. <laughs> Full but, circle um, moment. Falling into you, uh, make you happy all by myself. Uh, let me see here. I'm trying to remember what song from there. It's so funny. I remember. I have a very distinct memory um, of like my dad getting a gift from I think my godmother for Christmas. I don't know who gave him this album, but I'm pretty sure it was my godmother. My godmother was, you know, an Italian woman. <laughs> And um, my my father looked at the album and was like, what the fuck is this shit? But then when he put it on, he was like, I already have this. Like, he, he recognized it. Like, he didn't recognize the cover, but he definitely recognized the song. He was like, oh, I love this shit. Yeah. So it was like a pleasant surprise. It was like, it was like see, you, you do know it. As soon as we put on Celine Dion's voice, she just has that distinct voice. Yeah. 
and she had uh she had falling into you that was thirty two that was thirty two million copies worldwide um like it's twelve times platinum in the U S and then let's talk about love the one that came out the year after that's the one that had uh my heart will go on from Titanic and that one was thirty one million copies worldwide eleven million copies in the U S so. That was that was huge, but I didn't know this about Celine. I mean, I knew that she was she was from Canada, that she was French, but she had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. She had eight albums that she released in French before she. I mean, starting from like nineteen eighty one. Yeah. So, and I know that's probably how she probably got popular in, in the in the in the Caribbean, you know. Mm, patience. Yeah. So that that makes perfect sense. So. But all right. Well, I know we were talking about happy stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the doom and gloom out of the way and then we'll go back to some more not so doom and gloom stuff. Um there I was watching a clip on some show, I don't remember, on, on YouTube, and it had some jackass from CNBC talking about how for the month of January wages were up 0.6%. And I was, and and I thought he was gonna do like like that old like the old cartoon prospectors when they find gold they jump up and click their boot heels like that's how happy he was that wages went up zero point six percent and I was like shut the fuck up you jackass zero point six percent now there's a whole other thing behind that and one of my friends had to point out to me that like we haven't seen rises like that since you know nineteen ninety eight and I'm like if if that's the most they've gone up since nineteen ninety eight. Why why are we doing this? You know what I mean? Like, like, what exactly is the point? Because, you know, when you hear people say, oh, well, now it's it's outpacing inflation, I'm like, not where I live. <laughs> where I live. Yeah, all of a inflation. sudden I've gotten these like articles that are like, oh, um, we avoided the recession. I'm like, where? How? Who told you yeah. that? Like where? In 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 Beverly Hills? In Palm Springs, definitely not here in North Carolina. I'm like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? You know? Yeah, it, that it, doesn't it, change the fact that the prices are still fucking sky high. And that I can't doesn't, buy anything. It doesn't, It like, none of that changes the fact. You telling me that it's not a recession doesn't change the fact that it's still a recession, bitch. I don't care what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, I, I guess they figure if they make the little things seem like big things, then you don't have, then you don't have to shoot for the big things because they figure, all right, well, we're already here. Like, no, we're not. They want, the, they want them student loans back, but I got news for you, bitch. You I know what? Can't afford to pay them back. So I ain't fucking, I ain't fucking paying them because I told, I told y'all already that I paid almost twelve thousand dollars back on my student loans. Only like four hundred bucks of it went into the went the principal. I owe more money than when I started. You know. And one of my friends was like, "Well, you know, you need to just, you know, make the extra payments." I was like, "Yeah, I fucking know that." Here's the problem with that. With what money am I supposed to do this with? You know? Don't you know they grow on trees now? Yeah. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'll just go out to the, to the money pit and just get a bucket of, of 20s. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course I know I need to pay more. I would if I could. I would, but I can't, so I won't. Let me ask you a question, Odie. A through F. Right, letter grades. How would you how would you grade the economy right now? D, mainly because of like grocery costs. Like 
why is it so expensive for groceries? Like people just trying to live, you know, and groceries are so expensive. D. And it's like, and then your credit is shit. Yeah. Myself, I'm about to tell myself, but it's like my credit has taken such a, a big hit because the utilization rate has gone up. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, like we're at the point now where it's like, oh, well, when our lease is up, are like, am I even going to be able to afford another car? Probably not. So, you know what we're going to have to do is like just fix up my old car and make sure that that's functional um, until my, you know, credit can rebound. Yeah. I mean, my credit is still at like, at like in the, the, the 690s. Shit. And it's because I've been trying, I mean, I, last year I paid off like three credit cards and then I have uh, still got a, a few cards left. And well, one of them is pretty much maxed out. So we'll, we'll have to deal with that at, at a later date. But I have one where it's like, okay, you know, I, I, I've been making big payments on it, you know, trying to, trying to get that under control. And then they had the nerve, the unmitigated fucking gall to be like, oh, you have such a great credit history here. We're going to, we're going to raise your credit limit from 5,000 to 6,500. And I'm just like, no, don't do that. You know, I know, I know you're not a horror movie fan, but there's a movie called, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find that clip. Cause I, I don't have Night of the Demons on um on video, but I want that clip where there's a character in there, Roger, is a, a a black dude. And I I I hate his character, but he was still the smartest. He's the only he's the only one that was like, we need to get out of here. But he was just so like goofy and cowardly about it. But there's one point in time where he's like, he sees a demon, he's like, you ain't gonna get me. And he just jumps out of a window. <laughs> I I want that clip for a JIT file so I can say, uh, me when my credit card company raised my credit limit when I'm trying to pay off the card and then just have Roger, you ain't gonna get me out the window. Like you literally have to cut up a card though. That's what you would have to do. But at least yeah. I will say it it should be an immediate boost, mainly just because they're um immediately reducing your your um utilization rate you know yeah so but I, but i mean what's the point of having a 700 credit rating if i can't afford shit okay. so it was like but you know there was an article that put in perspective when your credit rating it's not about how much you could buy it's how much debt you could take on yeah and that that's what they try to do try to saddle you with that debt and they see me trying to get out and they're like oh oh you're trying to you're trying to get out of the water here Hold on to this anchor. Here's some temptation. Now, I, to, to answer your, to, well, to answer the question that I asked you, I rated the economy a C because, you know, maybe those charts and graphs are working on me a little bit. Maybe there's somebody far away who's benefiting from this. I'm not. My people aren't. You know, my neighbors aren't. You know, I still know single moms who are working two jobs. I still know people who, you know, two family households that are still struggling to get by, even though they have good jobs. So I'm not really seeing all this mystical, magical stuff in the charts, but I guess it's happening someplace. So I give it a C, right? Uh, there's a, a political commentator, David Pakman. He's, he's on YouTube. He's got about 2 million subscribers. I forgot to write down how many people 
at that point had gone onto his chart, but usually maybe like a few thousand. Now, this is not by any means a scientific uh, poll because it's just people from his, um, it's just his listeners and they're mostly liberals, right? But when he asked the question, how would you rate the um, the economy? 12% uh, of the people who responded gave it an F. 9% gave it a D. 19% gave it a C. That's what I picked. 42% uh, gave it a B. And 18% gave it an A. So people, I guess there are some people who are just like, feeling it i'm just not you know and the people around me aren't and that's the thing and like i said before if it was just me doing bad and everybody else was doing good then it's me that's my fault but if everybody around me is doing bad and these aren't just bums these are good honest hard-working people and if they're not doing good despite the fact that they're working themselves to the bone then uh who the fuck is benefiting from this you know, fuck, fuck your charts, fuck your graphs. You know, you figure this bill that they're trying to that they're trying to pass. It passed the House. It didn't pass the Senate yet. It's a seventy billion dollar bill, right? Out of that bill, thirty three billion is going toward child tax credits. But these are all, but these are temporary child tax credits, right? For the next three years, and it's not even nearly at the level that it was in twenty twenty one. But in exchange, they're restoring several business tax credits, including deductions for research and development, interest expensing for businesses. Now, when you talk about research and development, you think some mom and pop pharmacies spending money on research and development? No, it's for big corporations to write that shit off. So basically, all these businesses are going to benefit and then we're just going to get the scraps. And then they have the nerve, the, the unmitigated fucking gall to be like, well, why don't you guys have more kids? Because can't fucking afford the kids. Mm -hmm. Like, what Like what are we talking about here? You know? And then you have this whole thing with Joe Biden. There was a, a Quinnipiac poll, right, that came out recently. It's basically what is basically Biden's one hopeful poll in a sea that's on, in an ocean that's on fire, right? So in this one poll, Biden is up on Trump 50 to 44, right? In a general election matchup among registered voters. He's up 50 to 44, right? That same poll back in December had them at Biden 47, Trump 46, right? And the one thing that they're harping on is that in that poll, um, women who voted in that poll, uh, Biden had them 58 to 36, so they're just running that poll into the ground and then people just like, yeah, you know what? We're going to, I mean, Donald Trump is disintegrating before our very eyes, right? He had, um, he had, he had, you know, I, I swear to God, I always, you know who James Carville is? I don't think so. He's this, uh, this political analyst. He's out of Louisiana. So he's, he's always got that whole crawdad accent and shit like that. And, you know, he and he basically he's very outspoken. Like he was um like something infamous that he said years ago about uh I think it was Paula Jones, who was one of the people who were one of the women who accused Bill Clinton of uh inappropriate relationships. You know what he said about her? He said if you drag a he said Paula Jones is what you get 
if you drag a $20 bill through a trailer park. And I was just like, wow, could you imagine? <laughs> you know, people talking like that today. But I always found myself saying that I would never agree with James Carville. And here goes, and here's James Carville when Donald Trump had those uh had that picture with those sores on his hands. And James Carville was saying it's probably like, it's probably uh syphilis. And I was like, God damn it, I agree with James Carville on one thing. Like Donald Trump's the only idiot I know who could take a five million dollar loss and turn it to an eighty-three million dollar loss because he just won't shut the fuck up. You know, he got soaked for an extra what seventy-eight million dollars because he couldn't keep quiet. And people are just thinking, okay, well, you know, now Joe's gonna win, so we don't gotta do shit. Here's mm -hmm. the thing: there are yes, there's that one poll. One poll where Biden's doing good. What about all the others? These are seven polls that were taken recently, right? Uh, actually, take it back a couple weeks ago, but still recent enough, around the time when this other poll was taken, right? This is how uh, Biden's doing in, in seven swing states. North Carolina, Trump is winning 49 to 39, plus 10. Mm. Nevada, Trump is winning 48 to 40, plus 8. Georgia, 49 to 41, plus eight. Wisconsin, 49 to 44, plus five. Pennsylvania, 48 to 45, plus three. Arizona, 47 to 44, plus three. Michigan, uh, Trump is up uh, 47 to 42, plus five. All those polls were increases from the prior month for Trump in the swing states. I think what people are forgetting because we don't have civics classes anymore. You don't win by the popular vote because if you win by the popular vote, Democrats would win every election since Clinton. No, we do our archaic bullshit uh, electoral college. And if we if the election happened today, Joe Biden would lose. And people, I mean, we're trying to ring the alarm and you got Joe Biden backing Israel unequivocally, you know, overseeing the death of all these children, basically kicking uh, Arab Americans out of rallies because he's afraid that they're going to protest. So, I mean, good luck with that. I, I, I said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, don't make don't make any big purchases and uh, don't make any plans past November. Because it is going to be the coldest winter on record unless Biden does something. And uh, I'm not holding my breath for it. Not at all. But anyway, let's talk about something that's not horribly depressing. A little bit depressing, but not horribly depressing. Uh, Nicki Minaj's diss track on Megan Thee Stallion. Did you hear it? I did. What'd you think of it? Um... The bars weren't like absolutely terrible, but it was like bad production. It sounded like she made it at the house. Um, also, too, like the whole rant, the whole process was unhinged. Um, Megan yeah. did not respond to any parts of it, but it was like you went to bed, Nikki was complaining. You woke up, Nikki was complaining. That part was weird. 
very odd behavior. Um, obviously, people accuse her of being coked up and whatnot. But again, the lyrics themselves, the lyrics itself were not anything memorable. I wouldn't want to put that on and just be like, oh, let me be reminded how great Nikki is again. Let me put something on. <laughs> I mean, I didn't listen to it. I just read. I I don't want to. I don't even want to give Nikki and the Minaj any of my ghost money by clicking on any of her stuff. So I I pulled the lyrics, and 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 you're right. They do sound unhinged. I heard she was on Instagram Live just talking about that or, or whatever platform she was. Like she just wouldn't shut up yeah. about it. Like it was like just one bar from Megan just broke Nikki's brain. And I'm like, please don't be friends with Nicki Minaj because all she's going to do is just gather intel on you and then try to make shitty diss tracks about it. I mean, you. I mean, here's the thing. You're going to do an album cover, right, of you in your little boot at, with your five-foot-two self standing in a giant footprint that's supposed to be um, Megan Thee Stallion. So basically, it's like, oh, you got big shoes to fill and you can't fill her shoes. With your little tiny feet. Now, granted, Nicki Minaj is infinitely more successful than Megan Thee Stallion, right? If you go by record sales and, yeah, and, and right? time in the industry and all of that, sure. Yeah. So the fact that, uh, you know, Nicki Minaj just feels threatened by Megan, that she's got to like, you know, and don't forget, it was, I don't want to say Nicki started it. But she was throwing out those jabs first. And then Megan just kind of, you know, had that one bar. What'd she say? Uh, don't worry about Megan. You need to worry about Megan's law. You know, talking about her her creepy husband. And it just, it it just, she just snapped. Like Nikki, and then talking about uh, Megan Thee Stallion's dead mom. And then having her, her creepy fans, like dox. Like, how do you dox a dead woman? Yeah. Like 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 they found out where she was buried and then now they have to uh you know have extra security at the graveyard. You know what I wish? Maybe I watch too many old movies. Like mastiffs have a bad reputation because not because they're just big powerful dogs, but back in England in the 1800s, they used to use them to guard graveyards. That I did not know. Oh yeah, because people there was two things. Either A, if you were rich, they buried you with your jewels. Oh, okay. So they would dig you up and take your jewels. And also, they would um, take fresh bodies to use as cadavers for medical, for uh, for colleges. Mm. And colleges would pay under the table for fresh bodies to experiment on. You know, there are several old horror movies about that. I'm not going to go into it for the in the interest of time. But they used to use mastiffs to guard graveyards. Wouldn't that be funny? And I'm only reason why I'm going to say is because it's not going to happen. It's implausible that somebody on IG Live is talking about, yeah, I'm about to knock over Megan Thee Stallion's mama gravestone and like a couple of mastiffs just come and rip his legs off. Like, how funny would that be? <laughs> <laughs> just have a bunch of mastiffs patrolling the graveyard mm -hmm. looking, looking for Nicki Minaj fans to bite their arms off. That would be kind of hilarious for me because sometimes I'm a sick individual. But I mean, what kind of a fucking moron wants to go to jail for Dicky Badaj? Like, it's not she's, it's not she's going to make a, a song about you.
She's never going to know your name. You're just a mindless drone to her. Go to work or find a job, whatever. Nicki Minaj is worth $150 million. She has all these number one albums, all this stuff, and she's just so freaking miserable. Mm -hmm. I, I can't understand it. I know money doesn't make happiness, but I mean, you know what Nicki Minaj reminds me of? A gardener who hates plants. Because she definitely has a lot of influence on a lot of these female rappers. But once she sees them start to grow, she's got to stamp them out. I, I'll never understand that. You know, I'll say one thing before I move on. The whole Eminem versus Benzino thing, I didn't even bother. Like, why? I'm a huge Eminem fan, but why did you have to resurrect Benzino's corpse by, by dissing them? And now he's out there making whack tracks and talking about shit from 20 years ago. I'm like, for the love of fucking Jesus, y'all stop. Please stop. Benzino's like 60 years old. Doing his best, doing his best Melly Mel impression. Like, just, just stop it. But we are a little bit more than a week away from Valentine's Day. And someone said something on a on a video I had to look up, and I found out it was kind of true that uh the black marriage rate has gone down significantly over the years, right? So I looked this up. I you know, I got my my AI buddy to look this up for me, and I'm reading this from what the AI put together. It says according to the U.S. Census Bureau, the percentage of never married black men and women has increased significantly over the past few decades. In 1970, 35.6% of black men and 27.7% of black women were never married. But by 2020, those percentages had jumped to. 51.4% for black men and 47.5% for black women. The median age at first marriage has also risen for both men and women. In 1970, the median age at first marriage was 23.2 for men and 20 for women. 50 years later, those figures climbed to 30.5 years for men and 28.1 years for women, respectively. So... I mean, and this is not just a a black thing. So this is also from this from well, this is from the CDC. So and I and I did this one for the last twenty years. So in two thousand, the marriage rate was. I think this is. I don't know if this is per hundred thousand or or per million or what, but they said that um in two thousand the number of marriages was. 944,000, right? In 2020, that dropped to 630,000. So it was 8.2, and I don't know if it was per 100,000 or per million, so don't so I forgot to put that part in there. But it dropped from 8.2 in 2000 to 4.6 in 2020. Now, now these marriages, this is just overall, so it's not mm. pertains to any sort of race. Mm -hmm. But men and women just aren't jiving. And this is not just an American thing. It's happening a lot in Asia, especially in Japan and, and, and South Korea. It's happening, you know, it's happening all over. Hell, the divorce rate in Belgium at one point was, what, almost 70%. So I'll say one thing that's going on from just my own experience, right? 
I know a lot of single women who are just deciding to stay single because they don't got to put up with the fuck boys no more because they can buy their own shit now. They could have their own, they could buy their own houses, have their own place, especially black women, because black women are, are the most educated women in the country. So they don't have I know, to. uh, one thing I always see, like, I always see this meme floating around, and I remember hearing it, too, and it would always give me the ick, um, is when I was single, like, dudes would, sometimes I would, I would get ready to go on a date with a guy, um, or if we were on the date, maybe, they would say things like, like, if, if they heard about my adventures in travel, or, like, anything pertaining to something financial, they might say like drop these little microaggressions and say oh, okay big money that was my immediate sign to exit stage left like this is the type of person who says things like this because they probably will resent you or resent you for earning more than them I, I, I love those videos, those TikToks, where it's like they ask a guy, and, and, and I know they use that Coyle Ray song, and I was just like, eh. But uh, they asked men, like, like um, would you be a stay-at-home, would you be a stay-at-home dad if your wife earned more? And then they have the montage of them, you know, with the, the, the song in the background, they're just cleaning the house, you know, taking care of the kids, like, they don't care. Like, you know, For someone like me, I wouldn't really care about that. Look, Now, I feel like as long as it meets your lifestyle, as long as you can afford whatever your lifestyle is, if you're yeah. into collecting Funko Pops or you're addicted to gaming or whatever your shit is, Mm -hmm. if you can afford to do that, then I think you're living within your means and that's your business. That's you and your spouse's business. Yeah. But I mean, you you got these dudes out here, these incels who are just like they're just the worst human beings. And then they wonder why women don't want to date them. And then they then they listen to these relationship gurus. Because they always they always lean on the well, you're gonna die alone. <laughs> okay. They're like, all right, cool. I mean, somebody will come get me. But at least I. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of women, it's a combination of a lot of things going on. Because sometimes, you know, the clap back to that is like women will say, well, at least I can afford to live in a nursing home. You're you're going to get married. You're going to either die alone from high blood pressure because it has always it has been shown that men who um, are married outlive single men because they benefit from their wives, like helping their longevity. Um, but yeah, there's always the, the clap back of, of that response, but now I'm getting older and I see the challenge of some of my peers who are still, um, single is like, they are meeting men who want caretakers. They have done the carousing all throughout their twenties, thirties and forties. Now they're in their fifties and sixties and stuff isn't working the way that it used to when they were in their twenties and they essentially want a caretaker. They want a caretaker. They don't want a wife, um, but they'll marry a woman. Just 
Just which which is not cool. Like that's not cool to do. Not especially when nobody has an understanding of it. And what makes it worse is when you're older, like you're you're in your fifties, like you have these adult children now. And I could only imagine having to bury my husband as a fifty or forty something year old woman, uh -huh. having to bury my husband only for his kids to come in and say. well, you didn't help him build anything. So like, we're going to take over the estate and basically disregard my marriage. And just, even though I was the one taking care of him, Right. that like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not worth it. I, I could understand. And we're also like the other combination of that is too, like we're in this whole toxic culture cycle right now. Um, where people feel like I don't need to put up with this and not that they should put up with everything, but it's like, they don't want to invest anything that's promising. It's like, if this person chews wrong, I'm out of here. Yeah, it's, So there, there's a lot of reasons those numbers are the way that they are. yeah. And not to mention it's expensive to date and it's expensive to have a wedding. So Right. It always comes down to money, too, you know? That's definitely true. All, all, all I'll say is this before I move on. Uh, if you're single and it's Valentine's Day, either be supportive or just, I say, I say this every year. Either be supportive or just don't leave the house. But don't be on. I I, I knew what I, I I've said this before. I knew a woman when I worked uh when I was still working in the offices years ago. On Valentine's Day, she she wore a t-shirt that said, uh, better off without you. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> I was like, that's perfectly fine. I'm just gonna boo, I'm just gonna go over here and do my work. You know. Okay. So, all right. I'm gonna try to mash as many of these quick hits as in as I can, and let's see what we got here. Okay. First of things, first things first. I want to give a shout out to the Breakfast Club mm. for starting mm. off Black History Month by hosting Nikki Haley and lightly pushing back on her ridiculous nonsense about racism and other and other bullshit. Thanks, Charlemagne. Thanks, uh. You fucking jackasses. Like Jesus. This was, Christ. this was also prior to them adding just hilarious, by the way. Yeah, which I'm just like I'm so annoyed about. Like I said, I'm I'm out of here. Like I will never listen to the Breakfast Club ever again. It's okay. Yeah. I feel like the the reason she's like I'm never rooting for a black woman to fail. Like, just to be a hundred percent clear. Um, I just don't think she was a good fit for this. Like At the end of the day, they needed somebody with like more of a journalistic approach, somebody who wasn't afraid to research the people Uh -hmm. prior to the interview. And also the biggest thing about that too is like they just needed an anchor, like somebody to anchor them because they're they're both fucking goofy. Like I want I want to hear like when Nikki Haley comes, I need them to take it serious. I don't see Jess Hilarious intervi
in my personal opinion, is is um offensive and how she doesn't like to use people's pronouns and shit like that. Like it's I just I just feel like they could have had a better, less problematic pick, but yeah. That's just my two cents. It is what it is. So Exactly. I've outgrown the Breakfast Club. I will not be listening anymore. But good luck Yeah. to all involved with their careers. Or 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 what's gonna be left of them. Pretty Um much it. shout out to the New York Knicks, my New York Knicks. And you know, I've been with them, you know, uh Have sink they beat or the swim. Lakers? Uh say again. They beat the Lakers? No, they lost to the Lakers. But Dang. that was but that was their first loss in ten games. Yeah, I, watch, I actually watched that game last night. They uh they made a, a trade for OG and Anobi. And I was against the trade, not because OG is not a good player, because he's he's a really good player. We needed that extra defense, but he's on an expiring contract, so he's a free agent next season. So we're like, we're gonna trade these young players for him, and then he's gonna leave. But from what I've heard, um he's probably the, he's probably going to resign. And if he resigns, then that'd be the best trade that they've done in a long time. And Jalen Brunson has been balling like like crazy. And he got a little emotional in one of the games because they gave him the MVP chant. And the MVP chant, that's like, you know, that's how you know the crowd loves you. You know, one thing about New York fans. Yeah, we we will. Yeah, we will break you down. But when you if you come out and you do your best. They will support you wholeheartedly, no matter what. And I and and as they say in wrestling, uh, Jalen Brunson, he's over. Like, yeah, there is not much he could do to to lose that love. So I'm glad to see that the Knicks are doing like the the Knicks. I think after they lost to the Lakers, they dropped to fourth seed, but they were third seed for a while. You know, they 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 shot up in the rankings, and you know they're doing really good. So. I'll put it like this, no matter what happens, you know, I'm just excited for next year. And finally, James Dolan is letting other people make decisions that actually know something about basketball. I'll say this. If I know the name of your owner, I probably hate your team. The Knicks excluded, of course, because they're my team. So I don't need to know the name of your owner because your owner should just be collecting the checks and let other people who know about the sport make the decisions. So. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to, to Chuck Grassley, who was the, uh, the the senator from Iowa, for saying the choir parts out loud, how he didn't want to vote on this, um, uh, the child tax credit bill or the immigration bill, because he didn't want to give Joe Biden a win right before the election. Chuck Grassley is 90 years old, like actually 90, not me just exaggerating. He's 90 years old. Someone made a point. Chuck Grassley is older than Social Security. Okay. Chuck Grassley, and I had to look this up. Chuck Grassley became a state senator 10 years before the moon landing. Wow. He became a state senator in 1959. Okay. But the, for people like Chuck Grassley, that, that power is like blood to a vampire. They just got to have more all the time. So. You know, Chuck just came right out and just said, we don't want to give a win to Biden before the election. So I'm going to try to get my people to vote against this bill. And I'm just like, OK, 
that just shifts the blame to the voters because they keep voting these people in constantly. And this works on both sides. So uh, shout out to Megan Thee Stallion for inking a new distribution deal with Warner Music in which she gets to keep her master's and her publishing rights. She's going on tour soon. You know, she got an album coming out. So Megan's doing big things. And then she was also, um, she's a spokesperson for, was it, um, was it Planet Fitness? Yeah, Planet Fitness. It's a brand yeah. deal with them. Yeah, I, I, I follow her the on the privilege of still working with Beyonce because, mm -hmm. like, I mean, Beyonce brought her out to the Houston show. Obviously, they're both Houston girlies, but Beyonce obviously performed in New York. She didn't bring Nikki out. So I say that to say, uh, yeah, it goes back to what I said earlier. Nikki will never work with Beyonce again um, just because she talks too much. And Beyonce, we, we see she tries to be um, problematic. Yeah, exactly. So um, shout out to, well, uh, well, there's not a shout out, but uh, Common and Pete Rock have a project coming out. And also a surprise, well, it was a three-song EP, but Hit Boy and the Alchemist dropped the EP recently called Theodore and Andre. And I listened to that that title track. It's really good. Hmm. So if you get a chance, give it give it a listen. I don't know when the Pete Rock and Common Project is gonna come out, but we'll we'll see. But I mean, I kind of like Common's last project, which was with nobody smiling. I don't know if he put out anything past that, but it was okay. You know, he's he's made better albums, but he's also made worse albums. So we'll see with this with this Pete Rock project. We'll see what, what comes of that. Uh, I want to give a rest in peace to Carl Weathers. He passed away yeah. unexpectedly a few days ago. And um, I think I, I want to say I shared the video on Facebook, but um, I think Watch Mojo put out a video of Carl Weathers' top 10 greatest performances so check it out when you get a chance on youtube it's a it's a it's it's a short video it's like 10 12 minutes it's um you know it's carl weathers at his best i mean you know what number one was going to be that's not a, that's not a creed, spoiler obviously you know number one was going to be apollo creed you know because i mean that's the first time i'd ever heard of carl weathers was watching rocky when i was a kid yeah you know so and uh I think there was something else I wanted to mention. I think that might have been it. Yep. I got the world quick hits. <laughs> so uh I will say one thing before we wrap and hold on a second here. Let me see here. What was it? I apologize. I know that's kind of professional of me to keep uh going back over this because there was something else I wanted to talk about as like my 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 moment of zen, and I think I forgot to put it in my uh I forgot to put it in my either that or my OneNote didn't update because I I was I was on my break at work and I could have I have OneNote on my on my phone, mm -hmm. and I'm on my break and I'm just oh I want to talk about this. I'll do it as my as my moment of Zen and I put in my one note, but it didn't update. So okay, what are you gonna do? I'll talk about it next week. Odie, what are your final thoughts? 
final thoughts. Um, Cat Williams is playing, has uh, opened up the floodgates on the game of, or the riddle of truth tellers versus liars. And um, I look forward to seeing whatever else 2024 has to give us. Whether it's on Club Shay Shay or some other platform, seems like truth tellers and liars, everybody's opening up and deciding to spill the beans. Yeah, we'll 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 definitely see. And uh one thing, there's a movie coming out in a couple of weeks, uh Madam Webb. It's a from the from the Spider-Man universe and it's it looks terrible. But let's yeah, just put it, it like this. Can we just let the movie come out first before we say it's going to fail? I would say this, though. I would rather, I would be way more interested in a Sydney Sweeney Spider-Woman movie than a Madam Web movie. You know, the Spider-Woman, I mean, I used to read, I wasn't like a Spider-Woman fan, but I've read a few of those comics from uh, back in the back in the 80s. It's not a bad comic, you know, and I think that's something that would have resonated better with, uh, you know, making a movie like that than the Madam Web thing. The, the movie just looks god awful. And but here's the thing is, I don't want these movies to fail just because I'm not going to go see it. So you had Aquaman 2. We had Blue Beetle. You had um, the Marvels, you know, uh, all these movies that just didn't really do well, you know. And just because I'm not going to go see them doesn't mean I want them to fail. But there is a segment of people who are just like, hey, if all these movies don't have just white dudes in it, then they want it to fail. So if a woman has like a bunch of female leads in it, they want it to fail. Mm -hmm. They will they will boycott it. They'll talk shit about it. They'll downvote it. They'll do whatever they can to make it fail. Why? You know, it's it's just a miserable existence. Find something better to do with your life or else you're going to be like you're going to be in that in that unmarried pile. You're going to be one of those incels. You're going to be dead by the time you're 62 and no one's going to love you. So just for the love of Jesus, Jesus fucking Christ, be a better person. Just try. Try your hardest to be a better person. If you don't want to if you're not going to watch a movie, do like I do. Just don't watch the movie. Don't try to use your, your time to sabotage a movie to make it fail just because it didn't have a bunch of sweaty white dudes in it. Okay? Be you know, because it's going to be too woke, that's why. Oh, God, the whole woke thing. You know, I know we talked a little bit about Taylor Swift today, but the Taylor Swift thing is hilarious to me. Like, I joked about it on Facebook. I'm like, I, I, want, the, I want the Chiefs to win not because I care about Taylor Swift, but because I don't want the 49ers to unintentionally become the official team of right-wing gargoyles and disgusting incels. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I mean, you, you even have people on OAN talk about, hey, we should all be 49ers fans for a couple of weeks. Why? Are you, are you playing defense? Is that going to help them win? Are you the starting quarterback? No? Well, then shut the fuck up then. You know, these people are out of their minds. It's like they go out of their way to be terrible people. I always joke, I always joke about it. I'm like, you know what? Being easy, being nice is so easy. Like, I don't know why people, it's way easier for me 
to hold a door open for you than to ignore you and pretend I didn't see you and just keep walking. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's so easy to be nice and it just takes way too much energy to be a piece of shit. So maybe they get props for that, <laughs> that they have energy to spare to be terrible people, but just, just let other people live. If you don't want to see the movie, just don't go see the movie. Let yeah. it be. So, all right. Oh, you know what? I forgot. I think, it, I don't know if we talked about this last time. I did a TikTok about, uh, it, here, here's how here's how goofy I am before we wrap up. I actually, I did a TikTok. I'm doing a little series about uh, my CD collection, like rare stuff in my CD collection. I did a little diatribe about how people kept stealing all of our Mary J. Bly CDs. Like between me and my brother, we literally went through four copies of Mary J. Blige's My Life. And I actually still had the liner notes in the CD book, CDs gone, CDs missing. So I actually ordered uh, Share My World and My Life on Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. I'm holding the CDs in my hand right now. What did I do for Throwback Thursday? I streamed them. <laughs> so I was listening to it. At my desk while I was at work. Because I don't have a CD player out there. Only CD players I have right now is either my Xbox or my um or my my multimedia PC. Like my main PC doesn't even have a disk drive in it. But I just wanted to have the physical media. I want to see them in the CD books. So I'll I'll tell that story another time. But for now, uh if you haven't already, you can subscribe to us anywhere where you can get podcasts, including uh, Apple and Spotify. And hey, tell your friends. <laughs> we will see you guys another time. All right. Later, guys.